episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hello, how are you? Hey, mate, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Are you well? I am. I am now. That's great. <laughs> I'm chatting to you from beautiful Bergen in Norway. Oh, mate, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> What's it? Is, it? is it summer over there yet? It is, and like um, Bergen is known for its rain. Um, which isn't too different from Melbourne because Melbourne mm. rains all the time too. But um, the past two days have been like 23 degrees and sunny. So I feel like I've earned it though because I was here all of uh, Norwegian winter. So getting the sun now, I, I feel like I've definitely earned this sunshine <laughs> and it's great. Mate, that's awesome. Here we've just got our first like real cold snap. See, I'm up on the Are gold. No, I'm on the Gold Coast. Oh, okay. Wow. No, for even for us, like I'm sitting here, like I should be wearing a hoodie and stuff, but I'm not. Oh, and I everyone, like all of the Australians at the moment, but then I'm like, oh man, because <laughs> you guys like it's so warm compared to yeah, my yeah, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> it puts yeah. the grim and frostbitten in grim and frostbitten. So exactly. uh, I've never been, and it's like the dream, hey. So. Oh, oh, you need to come. It's like better than what you would even imagine. It's the most beautiful country. Oh my God. Man, you must be loving it. Like you, you just be seeing all these bands come through. Like it was just like a local show. <laughs> like every day. Yeah, I can't even believe how lucky I am to be here. And like, even when we like, um, because my band is in Bergen and yeah. uh, played a show in Oslo the other week, um, supporting Kvalitak and like doing the drive from Bergen to Oslo, like all my bandmates who are so used to the Norwegian scenery, yeah. they just laugh the whole car trip. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Look at that mountain. <laughs> this is amazing. They're like, we've never heard anybody be more, more excited by scenery. And I'm like, but you just don't understand. You, yeah. you know, you don't have, like we don't have this in Australia. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's picturesque and amazing. Have they been down here though? No, none of them have been to Australia before. The- and it's really funny. Every Norwegian I speak to, the literally every Norwegian says, I really want to go to Australia, but I'm really scared of the snakes and spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys get taught in school. No. But we always have snakes slithering around Melbourne CBD, for sure. Yeah, no, see, but up here where I live, man, we yeah. got, like, literally, like, that way. There's, like, all bush. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah, during That's summer. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in the Norwegians' defence as well, they're, you know, spiders are very common, so... I do get it, but I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> not going to just walk down the street and see a snake slithering past. No. We don't have kangaroos to school, you know. <laughs> it's funny how many people think that. I, I, I've spoken to many bands and said about drop bears. And yeah. Like, oh, right. And they just believe it, you know. 
Believe the myth. Yeah, just you know, just download that. There's that one photo. You know, there's that one photo of the drop bear. It's got the teeth and the blood coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You need to save that in your phone. So when you go to shows and they go, oh, what's Australia like? You just show them that. You go, man, it's. I'd be like, this is a thing. They would believe it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's your duty as an Australian to to bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess it's like like um, everybody assuming that in Norway there's like polar bears everywhere. and you know. Is there? There's not. Oh, no. then you could the have just totally down. lied and said, yeah. yeah. You believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's polar bears everywhere outside. Yeah, it's going through our garbage right now. Like, we're, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? But, um, yeah. But anyway, Nikki, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a little while. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for having me. That's all right. That's all right. But of course, uh, we're talking about uh, the new blood clump. Let me start that again. Told you it's a bit chattering. The freezing cold. Uh, the new Blood Command album, Armageddon. Praise Armageddonism. And I'm Isn't getting there. Cool? Bear with yeah. me. Bear with me. Praise yeah. Armageddonism is out on July 1st. And it's your first full length with the band. And you know what? I've got to say, it fucking rips. It's really, oh, really you. good. Thank you so much. I'm very proud of it. So, and I, ca- I cannot wait for people to hear it. It feels like it's been such a long time coming you know um especially because i joined the band so many months before we made the announcement yeah quiet for you know like months and months so um this now just i just feel so ready and will feel so relieved when it's finally out yeah very excited what's that significant moment i mean i know you've been with the band for a while you know you've played shows and you know everyone knows you're part of the band it's all over the Facebooks and everything, but for you, it'd be that moment where it, it all, it's so significant having that album out in the world. It's like, here we go. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I feel like I felt that moment um, when we actually played our first show together though, that was kind of the, wow. the moment that I felt like officially now I am in blood command because we'd, you know, we recorded the album with me in Melbourne. The band had already recorded the full thing with wow. the previous singer. Yes. Um, and they started writing this album in 2018. So to say I'm ready for it to be released, God, I don't even know how they would be feeling. <laughs> they would be more than ready. Um, and I was really anxious about playing the first show with Blood Command obviously as most musicians can relate to every yes. musician can relate to because of COVID no one was able to play for several years or like you know two years I think it was most bands went without playing and by the time I got to play our first show it was you know with Caval Attack a sold out show in Gothenburg in front of a huge audience it was like a dream scenario but also very terrifying because I was worried that, like, you know, what if I forget how to scream or what if I lose my voice? Yeah. Or, you know, what if I forget the lyrics or what if this doesn't work? I've never played a live show with this band. And the second I got on stage, I felt like, yeah, this is, like, I'm in the band officially now and I belong here more than anyone. And I felt like I was at home. Yeah, oh, really man. Amazing. 
I love hearing that. You know, it's such a, you know, it's it's not like you you had to drive to, you know, the next state for a band. You literally went across the other side of the world. Yeah. And, and never having met my band either, which is a, um, a very insane thing to do. Um, I always say it could have been like, you know, a huge catfishing scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive catfishing scam because we recorded a whole album with me. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was pretty daunting because I had been in touch with my bandmates for about a year and a half and I wasn't able to get to Norway because of yeah. COVID. And then we had to record the album with me in Melbourne because of COVID. And then by the time I got to Norway, we had 36 shows booked with supporting Valatak. Um, who are an amazing Norwegian band. Yes, I love them. Um, yeah, yeah, and so uh, I, I had four months, like I was here for four months and I was thinking on the flight over, what if I don't get along with them? What if this is a disaster? Of course I can just go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a huge disappointment because we'd already recorded the album and put in so much work um, and released, you know, a couple of singles by then. So, you know, I, I was like, this has to work. Otherwise, this is going to be really bad. And thankfully, we all got along so well. And it was just immediately, it was just incredible. Like, it really is a dream scenario. It could not have gone better. See, I would have thought the same thing. I would have been like, oh, man, that dude's going to snore. That dude's yeah, going to like. Yeah, or like, what if somebody's like really <laughs> weird or like I don't get along with them or but I was so lucky and I, yeah. I've got a very um extroverted and adaptable personality yeah yeah because I kind of just feel like I fit in right away and it was just very easy to Man. Yeah, make it work. that's so good to hear I'm so glad it all worked out for you hey because I mean I, I've been following you for a long time with Pagan and and, yeah. and when I when I saw the announcement I, I, I remember seeing the picture and I was like, oh, yeah, it looks familiar, <laughs> you know, with the balaclava. I was yeah. Like, and then I was like, bam, there you go. And it was, yeah. I thought that was very clever. But for you, I'm guessing that would have been just knowing that no one knew, but you knew, you would have been like, I just need to tell everyone. It was, yeah, it was quite frustrating because a lot of people thought I just like quit music altogether yeah. when Peggy broke up. And you know, I did have a few weeks there where, or a couple of months actually, because Pagan, we actually split up in September 2019, but we didn't make the announcement till January 2020. Yeah. And um, so for those months, I didn't know what my future looked like with music. I knew I still wanted to play music. I knew that I was not going to quit, but I also was hesitant to start from scratch again, just because yeah. I we put in a lot of years to get to the point where we were touring Europe and, you know, we were starting to write our second record and it just felt like a real waste of a lot of work that went into the band. And um, so when, yeah, when we split up, I was really very disappointed. Mm. Um, obviously I respected people's reasons for not wanting yeah, to be of course. But just for me personally, it was a big disappointment. It was a huge blow. And I like it, it kind of become my identity as well, being in that band. Like, you know, it was so much a part of my life that 
when the band split up, I was like, oh my God, I have nothing. I felt like a failure. I, it was a very, very hard time on my, in my life. And my dad had died a few weeks before the band split up. Sorry. And my mom was dying of cancer. And she died a few months after that. So Blood Command, like Ingva asking me to join the band, it was more for me than joining a band. It was actually like, um, it was like a saving grace for me. It helped me in more ways than I can even explain. It like really became um, something that I was able to look forward to. It helped me through my grief. And, you know, I think as well, if I hadn't have gone through um, both my parents dying in under a year, I wouldn't have been crazy enough to move to Norway and meet a band, like join a band that I'd never met. You know, those things actually helped me do this, which, yeah, is a good silver lining that came out of it. It's incredible. That's such an incredible story. And it's, it's, I don't know where you stand on it, but it's weird how sometimes the universe works that way. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree. It was, I really, it was like fate the way it all worked. Even down to, you know, I'd heard Blood Command and I'd always said, they're like a pop version of Pagan. Like, it's so cool. And then, um, you know, I've been to Bergen in 2011. And then literally a decade later, I'm going back to Bergen to join this band. Like, and I'd said in 2011, one day I want to live here. This is the most beautiful city I've ever seen. And, you know, it's like, this, all the stars aligned. It was, it's, it's really, really cool the way it worked out. It's like a, yeah, dream come true, quite literally. Man. And it is, you're living the dream over there. I mean, that's yeah. where, where all the, the metal dudes want to go, you know, like the dream, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's black metal central. <laughs> is it really though? I mean, how is, I mean, because we see things from our, you know, our lens down here in Australia. Yeah. We think that everyone's just walking around corpse paint. But is it how how much of of it is you know just like oh it's just I mean I don't care for black metal as much as I used to I used to be quite into it um back in my teen yeah. years very early twenties um I'm in my thirties now so I'm a bit over that but it really is like pretty amazing like you know you'll go for a walk in Bergen like I go for hikes up on one of the mountains quite regularly and. You literally go up the mountain and you're like, this is where bands like Immortal were taking their photos in this exact scenery. Like it is so picturesque. It's so beautiful. And yeah, like there's a lot of um, historical black metal kind of sites around. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is is there signage? You know what I mean? Like a plaque that's. No, no, no. You've got to be. I have like the inside. I've been taken to some of the places that, yeah, you've got to like be in the know, but yeah, it's super cool. It's like, there's um, the famous bar just down the road from here that uh, Gal from Gorgoroff, there's yep. that really famous interview where he's drinking red wine. He's like, they ask him a question. He's like, Satan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten the question they ask him, but um, that bar is just down the road from here, you know, like it's so like this, yeah, heaps of, black metal history around here for sure that's so I, I wish i just cared a bit more about it now I just, <laughs> yeah. but it's still cool <laughs> yeah oh, definitely it is it's 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 a history it's all part of the uh, musical dna 
you know. Exactly. Whether you listen to it still or not, you know it's still there. But, uh, you know, what what about, you know, playing over there compared to Australia and touring there? How how does that sort of feel? Yeah, it's just amazing how much easier it is, obviously, to get to different countries. It can be a, you know, a drive, like a few-hour drive or a ferry ride. um, And, you know, people are just so amazing and so responsive and the crowds have just been insane and so cool to play for um especially for me because i've always loved scandinavia i've never played in scandinavia before yeah. that's been a really amazing overwhelming experience you know to, to be able to play like my first show was in norway um was last week in oslo and it was sold out show at like one of the biggest venues in oslo and it was just beyond a dream come true and the crowds have just been so cool they buy so much merch they're all really supportive and they get into it and yeah I mean Australian audiences can do that too I find Melbourne can be a little bit tricky to play sometimes people can be a bit too cool to get into the show yeah but I think that's a good thing that I've come from that background because I kind of know how to work a crowd because of that so um yeah it's um, really nice playing in front of European and Scandinavian audiences. Damn. So cool. <laughs> it's yeah. the dream, mate. I'm like, I'm thinking about going, man, it's yeah. all I want to do, all I want to do. But uh, it, <laughs> no, I'm talking to the boys. We're like, yeah. I don't know, we want to go to Japan first. I think that's the, oh, yeah. Japan's amazing. Uh, that's the, the dream. It's a dream. One day, one day. But uh, in regards to recording the album, um, you did that and you mentioned you did that in Melbourne. You didn't fly over there. You did it all here, right? Yeah, we were trying to fly me over, but it was when Melbourne and the world was really strict lockdown. Um, and so we actually applied for a travel exemption, which was knocked back the first time I did end up getting um, approved with the help of Sounds Australia. Yeah, they were cool. really fantastic and actually helped me get my exemption. Um, but originally I I couldn't get over there and we had to get the album recorded because we had to get like the records pressed and everything. So I had a a friend of mine who suggested um, Callan Orr. He uh, plays in the band, um, which have now um, disbanded. They're called Dream on Dreamer. Oh, yeah. Really great artists. And he had actually worked with, I think a band from Germany or something. So that's why I thought, oh, he might be the perfect fit. And, you know, lo and behold, he was the perfect fit. He Because he'd done it before with the whole, you know, um, Skype session. So basically, Callan only works 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. from his studio in Melbourne. So that meant that Ingvar, who was producing, who's, he's also Blood Command's guitarist and yeah. main songwriter, he had to do like 2 a.m. till 10 a.m. his time. <laughs> oh. um, and we, I think we did like six days in a row. And it was a really unique experience. It worked really well, though, because yeah. I had my headphones on. Callan was in the next room, obviously. And then Ingvar was on Skype. So I think there was only like a one-second delay. So it was almost like Ingvar was just in the next room. The only challenging thing about it for me was 
because of the hours that Ingva was doing, I was very mindful of it. So we didn't really want to take like lots of breaks. Mm. So we had to, you know, we, we would stop for like 20 minutes and eat lunch and then just work, 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 work and like do eight hour days, um, which was pretty hardcore. But um, yeah, we, we got there in the end and it, it, the end result was great and it really worked well. Like it's really cool what technology can do. Yeah. Oh, you didn't come back and hear him snoring in the headphones? No, never. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a machine. I couldn't believe he could stay up that late for five days in a row or whatever. Like, I was really impressed. Yeah. I felt really bad for him too, but, Legend. you know, it worked and we made it work. We had no other option at that time. And we thought, you know, if we want this done, we're going to get it done this way. And, yeah, it's really great that it worked out. That's so cool. Uh, but in regards to, you know, how much of the, I'm sorry, let me back that up again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Tom and I, um, you know, how much of the album was done before you jumped on board to, to record your vocals? Yeah, it's a good question. The entire album was mixed and mastered completely with the previous vocalist. Yeah, so it wow. was a final product. Um, and the previous vocalist, uh, left slash got asked to leave don't none of my business mm. politics behind that but when she left i got asked to join so i was given the album with her vocals on it which was a huge advantage for me because um and also very different for me because i'm a songwriter and i love writing lyrics and I'm good at writing lyrics and I that's what I do so I felt a little bit uncomfortable singing somebody else's lyrics but I knew that the album was amazing and I felt really privileged that I was being given the opportunity and that the band had faith in me to do a really good job so um I listened to that album like to death like on repeat on repeat on repeat and I went to a vocal coach and he helped me with a lot of the songs that are, you know, in the higher register. Um, and there were parts of the album that, like, you know, Karina's vocals were good on some songs, but there were a lot of songs that I was like, oh, it's just not, the screams aren't heavy enough or yeah. enough emphasis on these words, which is where I had the advantage, which she wouldn't have had because she would have walked into the studio not having heard the, the songs. So, um, and yeah, so I was able to like mold them in the way that I wanted to do with the help of Ingvar. And um, I really have brought a lot more of a punk element to some of the songs. They're more poppy just because of the style of my voice and because I am a bit more of a punk rocker. I'm not like a clean vocalist per se. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was really awesome that Ingvar got that he with his help he really pulled that out of me and the end result we're both really really happy with and since then um we've been writing a lot of songs together so all future blood command songs are written by both Ingvar and myself and it's really cool because neither of us have ever written with other people and we write like perfectly together like we we have the same uh, place that we come from when it comes to songwriting. That's really so cool. cool. Yeah. It's that fate thing again. 
Yeah, true believer yeah. in it, man. It's like yeah. it all comes together. But I did want to say yeah. I probably kept you a little while. Sorry, my friend. But I did oh, want to did want to say that your vocals, like following you from Pagan, like you can definitely tell the evolution in your voice and yeah. how oh, it's incredible. Some of the things on 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 the album, like hearing you do, just pop out, and I go, oh, that's it's amazing. Like you've. Thank you so much that's yeah as i said it's hugely thanks to inga being a great producer and it's also because i worked my ass off to make it good and that was the one thing i i i always approach um my art with if i put in the work i can never have regrets and yeah. i have no reason to feel nervous and you know i'm really proud of myself because with Pagan, I actually, with the second album, I wanted to do some clean vocal stuff, but I never got the chance to do it because we broke up before the second album was even, you know, written. Um, and it's really cool that now I get to do these things that I wanted to do with Pagan. Like, I feel, like, really lucky that, you know, Blood Command want me to be the singer and I want to I want to put on a show that that band deserves. I want to sing the songs the way they should be sung. You know, I don't want to half-ass it. I've come all this way. I want it to be, you know, 11 out of 10 every time. And I think since having me, the band has stepped up significantly, especially with our live shows. And it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's like the perfect marriage having me and the band. Oh, that's so good to hear. But you know, you know what I'm going to ask now. You know what I'm, you've been asked probably a million times. Yeah, well, I don't know. What you is know it? what I'm going to ask. When are you I'm coming scared. back? When are you going to come to Australia? I can't tell you. Yes, you can. But Your old mate. No, I can't. I can't. I actually can't. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. But the fact that I'm not allowed to tell you is a good sign because it might mean that we are coming. That's all I'll say. I could take Very a quick, good answer. Yes. But I, I won't because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. We have every intention to come into Australia and it will happen. The best thing about it is it's going to be like a homecoming for you because you're just going to have the support for, from everybody's going to come out of the woodwork because you haven't played I into know. it yet. And it makes me so happy for Blood Command too because. Because Australians will love them and will love us, I should say. And, yes. You know, it's it's really great that I can contribute to the band in that way, like that we can have an Australian audience and that maybe we can go to Australia. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, super exciting. Super exciting. Yeah. But just make sure that go to brazil as well who knows brazil no you know how there's like people always ask online they're like oh when yeah are you coming to brazil? So when are you coming to this tiny little uh yeah. shack town in the bottom of <laughs> like well but yeah australia is a very big maybe brazil maybe not so much <laughs> but apparently that like south america is where it's at eh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, South American tour all the way. I'm in the wall. Just for the music, of course. Man, the best. Yeah. The best. But uh, in the meantime, mate, 
you take care of yourself. Thanks so much for hanging out. It's good to see you again. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry it's cold over there. I'll enjoy this beautiful Norwegian sunshine while I have it. Don't It'll probably it be in. raining tomorrow in Bergen. But, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> rub it in. Up. Got it. Yeah. It's all right. I'm just going to pour hot water on this seat so I can get up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> off frozen. But um, <laughs> we'll have all the links down here to the new Blood Command album, Praise Armageddon- Armageddonism. That's it. I got there in the end. It is a mouthful. That's it because my mouth is frozen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mate, once again, thank you very much. Say hello to the boys. I will. Thank you for having me.